Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? I am Jared Fatty Bates, and I'm here to start off our show tonight. We have no Big Bry this week. Uh, Big Bry's got some things going on behind the scenes. I pretty much called him out and said he was just afraid to do the show and talk about Ohio State, Michigan. But he had some other things going on, some family things, so I let him off the hook this time. So I love him. Uh, everybody, everything's good with him. He'll be back next week. Uh, we will have some announcements coming out here in the next few weeks that are very exciting for us. So hopefully you guys tune in and get to see that. Uh, Justin, it is Turkey Week, um, and I would take that 20 bucks too because him and I talked that day. And uh, for you guys that don't know, Brian, is in, uh, he's a deliverer of ice cream. And I had to call him on Wednesday when the news broke about Deshaun Watson to make sure that he was not uh, shame-eating in the back of the truck eating Rocky Road as he was crying. Uh, he was not, which is awesome. I'm glad he wasn't because I told him to put the spoon down and walk away. It's going to be okay. Um, but our show tonight is brought to you by Harold Q and Lake Erie, Lake Erie APA and also City Dogs Cleveland. And with Bry gone, you know, normally I try to bring in a guest tonight. My sister's here. She's sending me all these pictures of cookies and stuff that she's baking for this week, man. Oatmeal cookies, banana nut bread. She is going to town. I can't thank her enough for what's about to go down on Thursday. But let me bring in our special guest. He's been on with us before. I can't thank him enough because he came in in short notice. From Network 216, from the Barking Browns, from uh, ClevelandSports.com, from Cheese, just everywhere, PSF. Let's bring in Casey Kinnaman. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Good to be on with you, man. I mean, you're everywhere. Like last week, you're on with Brad Ward. Uh, you know, you got your show tonight at eight o'clock. So when you see Casey ghost out of here at about seven fifty-five, he's going to his other show. Um, he's here to help me out for this one, and I can't thank him enough. Um, bud, you race talk some turkey day today. I am, man. I have uh, a little behind the scenes here. I'm in. The, I'm on day two of a three-day fast. I'm just eating, having water. So Sunday night after the game, ate a big ass salad, and since then chugging water that's all i've been doing uh yeah i'm i gotta make it till about noon noon 30 something like that on thursday and then it is fucking on i am throwing down um, <laughs> but it's going better than you would think so far the first 24 hours are kind of rough second day is a little easier we'll see if i you know if i can make it through the madness of tomorrow yeah you should be all right if you made it this far i've mm -hmm. been there and done that i wrestled for years i know how that goes <laughs> except we just did it for fun. Uh, Justin asked, why the fast? A uh, 72-hour fast to reset your immune system. I use it just as a reset, and I know I'm about to do some damage on Thursday. So it's like, 
it's kind of calm before the storm, you know, and it's a disciplined thing. If I can do this, I can do other things, you know, I can make myself get through stuff. So a little, throwing a little adversity in my life and, uh, and try to get a little bit of the health benefits along the way. That's a bonus. You can't go wrong with that, bud. All right. So like I said, our show is brought to you by Hero Keel and Lake Erie APA. It is also brought to you by City Dogs, which I have a trivia for you tonight, Casey. I can't wait for this because you kind of missed the last one that I gave Bry. And I, I was did. so proud of myself because you're like, you thought you had it and you went, shit. And I then I got another text right back. So I knew, uh, I knew I, I, that one that. I knew the uh, Bud Carson was a gamble. Well, it's about this season in the Cleveland Browns, so we'll get into that here I've a little bit I've been paying attention, later. so we might be all right. All right. Uh, are you allowed to have anything in the water, like flavoring? Yeah, you could. You could have electrolytes. The, the idea is zero, zero, zero. You can have zero sugar, zero carbs. You know, But you, there's stuff out there now you can do that. But I've been raw dogging it with water, man, which I have, I'm used to having sodium in my system. So now that I've bled my system of sodium, my body's not holding on to the water, so – I'm making frequent bathroom breaks. I'll make it through this. Yeah. But when I jump off here, there might be a quick run before I start the other show. God, you're like me when I drink beer. It's like that. It is like that. Uh, you just let, let go of the, concerning. Okay, get, let go of that first couple beers and you're done. You're going to pee every yeah. five minutes after that. Yep. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at in life. Yeah. Well, at least you're not getting sniped down like you did the last time you were on here. Oh, I know. I was, I was the walking wounded. Jeez. I'm still on the mend. I'm back to work and stuff, but your boy's foot, it's <laughs> its touch and go over here. <laughs> well, let's get into our show. We got shout outs coming up. I want to shout out everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, you and your families, if you're traveling, be safe traveling. Enjoy the time with your family as much as you can because it's not that often like me and my family all get together. So I'm going to enjoy the time that I can with them. I love it, especially when I go down to my sister's because uh, what we like to do is we like to drink and play cards and when we play cards, it gets evil. Um, and not like a little bit evil as in when your mom, who you've really never heard cuss your entire life. It looks at you and goes, you little fucker. Then, you know, you've done something and that is a good. Yes. So, and she's here tonight for that one. So I had to say that one in for mom. Uh, Jocelyn, my sister's already talking shit now you're going down. Here we go. Uh, sent you a pic of the cake I made. Okay, I'll bring cranberry carrot cake. Okay, I will download it and add it up here because uh, we are all about cake on here. Um, but do you have any shout outs you want to do, bud? I know you're everywhere. I mean, you're doing your PSF, you're doing your Barking Browns, which is tonight on Network 216. I mean, you shout know. out all the listeners, everyone out there, man. The most precious, precious thing you can give anyone's your time, and you're taking your time out to watch this. You know, thank you. Uh, your, stay with your blessed family and friends over the holidays, share that time together and be present and be in the moment and just cherish it. Because like you said, those, those are fleeting and now our lives are also chaotic and everything's bouncing around. If you can just slow it down and just enjoy the ones you're with, man, that's worth everything. All right. Well, let's get into our show. Let's have some fun. And we always like to start out our show with a lot of fun and do a little trivia. Now, normally, since it is the game week, normally Brian and I would throw back Ohio State-Michigan trivia at each other, but he's not here, and I'm going to have to blow up his phone for the next five days, and I can't wait for it. And probably, hopefully, a really great phone call at about Saturday afternoon at about mm, 4 o'clock. And if that's the case, there'll probably be a lot of alcohol involved in that phone call, and I can't wait. 
So we'll see what happens. I'm not calling a Ohio State win, but, you know, just putting it out there. They're going to cry because they don't have their head coach. And I'm allowed to say that now because, you know, the last game they played, they thought, you know, he just died and they had a funeral service for him and everything. And it was it was everything. And now they're coming yeah. out with banners blocking, you know, their play calling signs. And nobody steals from them. Oh, look at me. Yeah, you guys going overboard with that. Um, I spy your crew cup. Yes, uh, Jocelyn, this was my crew cup from when we went to the crew game together and I souvenired that thing home to the house and now it is full of delicious tea. Um, so do you have any, before we, do you got a prediction for Ohio State, Michigan? No, I mean, I can't call it. Um, Come on. I mean, dude, Michigan's good. They're, they're a very good team. It all depends on the high state if they can get their quarterback to play. If they can get quarterback play, they can play with anyone. But if they they sputter, Ooh. and I'm an Ohio State fan, but I'm, mm. I'm 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 not going out on that limb and predicting a win this time. No, I just love their defense. Now it looks like their defense is actually playing instead mm-hmm. of last few years where they just lay down. The offense had to do everything. Well, they're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to be a tough one. I and I like it because you know it feels like it's back. It hasn't been the blowouts of you know you know us blowing them yeah. out for a decade and them blowing us out in the nineties. It's kind of back and yeah. forth, and that's where I think it should be. And you know, something's for all the marbles because you win this. Guess what? It doesn't even matter if you lose in the Big Ten game, which if you do, yeah, you're, you're going schmuck, to the dance. But yep. you're still going to the dance. So, all right, let's get into trivia, bud. I got some Browns trivia. Let me play our sounder here and. Our trivia is always brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, we do have a new puppy for you tonight. As my phone's blown up with people sending me more pictures of food. God, I love this time of year. I just love it, Casey. I can't help when you're a food guy like me. Yeah. Like it just it's the little things in life. Like I my mom's calling me up. She goes, Honey, what do you want? I'm getting pickled eggs, I'm getting deviled eggs, seven-layer salad. Like it is going down, and I can't wait. But our dog tonight name is Cole. And Cole is a good puppy. Let me bring up Cole's little face here. Look at that little furry face. He has very good leash manners. Nice and slow, sniffery. Uh, likes to be on a loose leash, but occasionally pulls. He is awesome in the car. Uh, he is okay with cats. He has a couple interactions with cats and then been cut good. He is a cuddle bug. He loves cuddling and he is a lap dog. And he is smart and treat motivated. He knows sit and touch and is working on down. He's around three years old and weighs up to 56 pounds. Let's go through some of the pictures of Cole here. What a beautiful looking puppy. Oh, oh. My God, I love Someone city dogs, man. Up. City dogs is amazing, bud. And they yeah, truly absolutely. are for the God's work that they do. Um, you know, I can't. I'm so glad we partnered up with them. They're amazing. So if you guys can't get a hold of city dogs, we'll have, I got the, uh, Scroller here down at the bottom. There it is. You get a hold of them. There's their number, information. Go get a city dog. Last weekend, they had adoptions, $21 adoptions. You can't beat $21 no. adoptions, um, and that's no. amazing. And they were taking walk-ins for the first time. 
So you just walk up, adopt a dog and go. Normally you have to do interviews and everything else. So great yeah. thing by them. And, I, you know, like I said, they're there in the dog pound 121. Every home game, they have a stand there. They have a beer stand and a food stand and proceeds go to them. So go get your food there. Section 121. So please go check them out. Uh, get a hold of Beth. Get a hold of everybody at City Dogs. And if you can't do adopt a dog, do like we always do, donate. They always could use stuff. So please help out City Dogs Cleveland. All right, Casey, we got Browns trivia for you tonight. And this historic defense still keeps doing what they're doing. And it is just unimaginable that we have got a defense like this. And we've been waiting for a defense like this for a very, very long time. All my life. So with this defense, bud, it is stacked full with defensive linemen. It is Miles Garrett. You know, it is Oboe. It is Harris. It is Tomlinson. It is my big fella, my little belly rubbing buddy. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a little Mo Hurst on that one. No. So you got a great defensive line. Linebackers have been good. But I need you to tell me who is the leading tackler tackler so far for your Cleveland Browns this year. You want my answer now? No, you gotta wait till later. Okay. I got it. Though. You can't you can't can't do it now, but there's a reason yeah. why I asked that. And we'll do it right after we're done talking Browns. But mm-hmm. it, it shocked me when I saw the total, and it means that uh this guy's playing his ass off. So yes, sir. All right. Well, it is always time for the one thing that we like to do. And I believe since my sister's in here, that means Chris is in here. And that means I can start bumping the Cleveland headlines music. All right. So your Cleveland headlines going on, uh, Brian. And just for that, Brian and I got sucker punched last week after our show and pretty much everybody else did here in Cleveland, Ohio, when the news came out and broke on Wednesday that we will not have Deshaun Watson for the rest of the year, which will make Justin very happy. Um, He has already chimed in in the comments on that one, and I know he's very happy. He's waiting for Brian to come back because he's already asked me questions about that one. So, Casey, how floored were you when the news came out about Deshaun Watson kind of being on IR for the rest of the year? And with the broken shoulder, just a punch in the gut, man. Just took all the wind out of me. I was uh, getting ready to head out on my route, and as soon as I got to the vehicle, forty-three text messages. None of them were with good news, oh, um, and it just the left field of it because, like, we knew he was getting an MRI. We just thought it was his ankle. We had no clue there was something else wrong with his shoulder. So to find that out, and just I, I spent probably about ninety minutes of denial of just like, why? Oh my, we can't have good things. We just started to get this thing on the road and things things about to push North. And next thing, you know, bam. But then the reality set in the reason I was so happy the day before wasn't just because of the quarterback, you know, it was, it was the team, man. It was the defense playing at the level they're playing. It was the fact that Dustin Hopkins is the leading scorer in the entire NFL. It was, you know, there's other things to be, to be happy about this running game was finally starting to take off. So you just have to pivot. Now your your ceiling may be lower short term, but because of what your defense and running game can do, you're going to be all right. You just got to get through this patch and hope that Stefanski can develop DTR into finding out what his upper bound limits are. And if they can get somewhere near that towards the end of the year, you're still a dangerous team. Yeah. 
And you know, the great thing is, is I pull up my camera so I can uh, add Justin's picture to this because uh, that carrot cake looked delicious. By the way, I'm not gonna lie. Let me add this real quick because you're gonna love it. Uh, da -da, boom and done. All right, carrot cake added. Um, you know, like you said, it definitely a gut punch for everybody. Um, like, you know, especially when he went 14 for 14 in the second half and you're just like, hold on, he had a perfect second half. How the hell is he hurt? What happened now? And it was just yeah. like, and everything was like, just going like, oh, great. Now he doesn't want to play anymore. This is going to happen now. And everybody's just losing their ever loving mind. And then everybody started freaking out of what are we going to do now? Uh, finally felt like things were starting to get back in the saddle again. And guess what? Got to wait another year. And wait another couple games for him to get the rust off and do it all over again. Yeah. And rinse, wash, and repeat. And, you know, at a certain point in time, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the greatest with Deshaun Watson lover or hater or whatever. At a certain point in time, it's going to start annoying the shit out of you. And he'll need to get on the field. Um, it just sucks right now because you had high hopes, especially after that 14 of 14. And just you thought everything was going to go well. And, that news came out, but then they softened a blow with the news with Jimmy Donovan back in the uh, booth. Uh, so yeah. great to see Jimmy come out and smash that guitar and love hearing him back on the radio. He is a true staple of Cleveland Browns and just truly an amazing person. So glad to have him back. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about having Jimmy back, bud? Well, it changed my daily operation because Sunday I had to uh... – I had to pause the TV and sync it up with my phone so I could mm -hmm. listen to the radio broadcast and time it up perfectly. And there was a point in time where they showed they showed him in the booth, and I had it sync to the second, so he was really talking to me when I saw him. Uh, man, you, there's, and they had some good people like in the meantime, in the in like in the meanwhile, kind of do the do the play by play. But your Jimmy D's one of a kind, man. Like one that of the is best. Wait, well, just in general, man. Like as Browns fans, we haven't had a great product on the field. Like for years, that's known. But man, like you got the best play-by-play. -play. Zagura is like us. He's an extension of the fans. Now he's in the booth. But like you, the things that surround this team are all elite in my mind. Oh, and yeah. Just to listen to those two call the game while I was getting to watch it, man. It was a treat. And I'm looking forward to doing that every single game from here on out. Yeah, my stepdad taught me that uh, syncing up the radio to the TV because that's that's how he always listened because he hated listening. And it's nothing against the national guys, yeah. but you want to hear your own guy call the games. You don't want to hear, you know, everybody loving on the Pittsburgh Steelers and TJ Watt like they do all the time, which yeah, I didn't we'll hear any of that. You can get, get a little bit of that later. And it looks None like of that. Dewan Jones got a little pancake action on his little ass. Mm. Loved it. Um, but Justin came up with a really good question. I'm, I'm glad Jimmy's back. I, I'm glad he's doing good. Um, it's definitely a, it gave a boost to the Browns and Browns fans especially after that blow to Sean Watson. But Justin just asked, he said, based solely off of Watson's product productivity since joining the Browns, how would you rank his acquisition, excluding he had done anything previously? Um, right now, it, it just sucks because you can't. Um, no matter how you could do it, you just you can't rank it right now because you still haven't seen it yet. Unfinished business, yeah, it's, it's to be continued. That's That does suck, but I'll say this. I don't give him the Indianapolis game, but dude was four and one as a starter. Yeah, but yeah, not because of him. Not all those games are. He had no, no, I know, I know. Four and one starter is a I don't care. That's results, and he was good enough that his average quarterback play when he was average was good enough to win you games with this defense. 
You know, that, that's just that's just the I mean, reality. Of it. I mean, Casey, come on. We we didn't trade for average. No, you didn't trade for average. But we had also didn't the money didn't come out of our pockets. That's and true. The draft picks and then the draft picks. There's only one left. That's true. You know I mean, people act that's like true. we keep forever. Oh, three. No, we paid two of three. And it is a high cost to pay. And you want you we we did trade for elite play, and it sucks. We paid the, the reason the Browns paid that money is to not have these questions surrounding your quarterback to just have a definitive answer. And you know we really haven't had that. He's played, I don't know what did he play last year, six games, and this year he's played. Did he play five? Six games, you know, whatever. Yeah, five, I think. Yeah. Now that's disheartening, man. That's disheartening. And yeah. you said it earlier. The thing that the thing that sucks the most about it is you're asking a fan base that's been waiting for 30 years to wait more. Like that sucks. But okay. Now hold on. Now Justin, he, he said that's not a it's not a cop out answer. Okay, because at first we all thought that Baker Mayfield might have been a bust. Baker Mayfield turned out to be an okay quarterback. He wasn't a bust. He was a good quarterback. Was he a great quarterback? Yeah. No. no. The Browns thought they were going to go get a great quarterback, and guess what? The thing that sucks about it is we haven't seen it. We had a suspension. We've had six games with him. Then we had the offseason. Then we had the injury. Then we had everything else. So right now, it just sucks because you cannot judge. And this is why I brought up you can't judge Kevin Stefanski on this either because he's gone through how many, what, three, four, three different starting quarterbacks this season. Mm -hmm. He's seven and three right now. It's hard. I'm not saying it's a cop-out answer, but you can't really give a straight, legit answer of if he sucks or not because yeah, we haven't not seen definitive. enough. Yeah. Well, it's more enough to rate to trade. I, I get it. Now, if hindsight so far with the trade, be honest, I'll be honest with you. Right now, the trade's not looking so great. Yeah. And I would probably yeah. take it back if I could because as of right now, he's not on the field. you got to be available to play. Now, injuries and everything else, I could take, I could swallow down the first year with the suspension and everything else. This year was not supposed to be injured prone, you know, and it just, it sucks because right now you're just, you're basing it off what you're basing it on and what you see on the TV. Yeah. Well, also though, I mean, cause it's, he's got three more years. So say next year and the year after you go to an AFC championship and you go to a Super Bowl, was it worth it then? Yeah. But right now today, no, no yeah, God, no. no. No, and it's just it it just feels weird, like it's just like we're stuck in that purgatory of just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And it's been weird too because I swear to God, every game that he gets hit real hard, he starts playing better, or he has something happen, like he gets his ankle jacked up and goes fourteen for fourteen, takes that hit against Tennessee and plays great in the second half. It's like, what's did what what's going on? You know, like what's I, happening here? That doesn't make any sense. Like. Just get hit for the first quarter and play great the whole game then. Uh, but he had his surgery today, so he's not a cloud hanging over the organization now. He's not coming back this season. The team has to focus on what they have to focus on. The goals are very real. They're 7-3. and three. Look at their schedule. This is, could very well be an 11- or 12-win team when this is all said and done. That's I insane. I know. But, that, but, but it's the facts. You know what I mean? That's, and you're, I think you're going to need 11 to safely be in. Yes, I believe you too. know ten might get you in, to, and they have enough tiebreakers where they're because they're winning all their conference games. This game coming up is huge because of that. It's in the AFC. You know, you want to make sure you have all those tiebreakers. The Broncos won one, have won four straight, and they're not just beating the sisters of the poor man. They've yeah. beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and the Minnesota Vikings all in a row now, and those teams all have winning records and are you know vying for playoff spots themselves. So. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it sucks, but it, there's a weight lifted off of us now that he's not the focal point. Yeah, you know he's, we're talking about. He's that not going to be on the sideline either. Yeah, because I mean, there's just no pressure now. It, it's you had the pressure on top of you where he's expected to perform so good, and now you're not having those expectations of yeah. you know 300 yard games and all that stuff. And then Justin brings up another one. Which I think is a good legit question, but you, you kind of got to be honest with you. Because what if DTR leads us to the Super Bowl? What do you do? I then? celebrate. I celebrate my yeah, ass so off. But and I understand where I he's I coming. A, I burn a car. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, oh, I know. I get it. But it's like, can we? I can't worry great. about it. It, it. it would. It would be amazing if DTR led us to the Super yeah. Bowl. It truly would be. <laughs> Are my expectations there? Not yet. No. <laughs> but I mean, it would be my nice, expectations but... are to get to the dance. Yeah, and once you get to the dance, especially with this defense, anything can happen. And mm -hmm. let's let's start talking about this game. I mean, we played the Steelers. We won thirteen to ten. The first half was all us. Uh, yeah, the defense did everything. Uh, Kenny Pickett looked like Jesus. He looked like baby hands. Kenny Pickett, which I kind of loved. Um, it looked horrible. I still don't know how the hell we didn't get a safety there on the Miles Garrett hit. I even look back at it. What the next play? And Both of those are safeties. That's, and that's fine because it kind of worked out for us anyways because it led to our touchdown. So I'm not really too concerned about that. But what a great time uh, to come back, beat the Steelers. First time ever we went back-to-back -back wins against Baltimore yeah. and Pittsburgh, which is freaking huge. But let's just break down the first half real quick. It wasn't a glamorous game at mm -hmm. by any means. It was not a glamorous game. It was ball positioning. It reminded me of Jim Trestle football is what it reminded me yeah. of, Casey. Yeah. And I will say that to the day because it was field position, running, and defense. And Cleveland did just enough to come out with this game. What What did you think of the first half with the 10-0, with the DTR start, and you know how the defense played in the first half? Well, I'll start with the offense. Uh, the offensive line in general won the, the battle of the line of scrimmage in the first half. That didn't happen in the second half, and that was the big difference why that running game couldn't stay – cohesive throughout but they ran they ran it well in the first half and put and gave dtr chances at third and manageables they weren't third in a prayer which is what they got to stay out of with a, a young player like that um defense just i'm running out some superlatives dude i that that defensive line court Pickett wasn't willing to sit back there and survey the field. He was just trying to get it out of his hands, hot potato style. He had yeah. no time, you know, and, and that's not because his offensive line is good. They're okay. They're decent. But when you're playing this defensive line, it doesn't matter. You know, it's and this defensive when, when this defense is firing on all cylinders, man, scary, scary proposition for any offense. It's going to be hard to move the ball. Uh, they didn't move the ball in the first half. They weren't able to have any success until the second half. Uh, so first half, man, you got to, I mean, it's only 10, nothing. Like you said, it's ball control offense. Very, very trestle. Like Stefanski has that in him. He has a little trestle in him where he can, he can go conservative if he needs to. Uh, I, I wanted to see the passing game be more vertical. It was all horizontal, uh, but same premise for them because they have a young quarterback. They, they just want to get the ball out of his hands and get some easy completions. So not much to speak of, you know, 10, nothing based on your defense and, and you have an excellent punter. Like we don't talk about dude enough, dude. dude Corey Bohorquez is awesome. That first punt, what was it like, sixty-eight yards or something like that? Mm -hmm. He put the whole field in one punt. I, I can't believe. And then you know, a couple of the ones inside the ten and twenty. 
that's all you got to do with this defense. Mm-hmm. You got to oh get, God. you know, you got to get that offense's back up against the wall, and then this defense is just going to eat on them. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the recipe. That's the recipe for the rest of the year. I mean, as long as your possessions end in a kick with this defense, you're straight. Yeah, that can be a punt, that can be a field goal, could be an occasional extra point. But as long as they end in a kick and you're not turning the ball over in your own end, teams are going to have a, a bitch of a time trying to go 80 yards on your defense. So, oh yeah, put, just keep that keep them in that position as much as possible. Eventually, the field will flip for you, and you'll get a short field, and that's got to be the script. Which we did a couple times with the uh, Prochet return there to get us down mm-hmm. inside the 50 the one time. You know, it, it's just this. The, if they could keep playing trestle ball this way, I mean, yeah. that is if the defense can hold up. Now, the defense has been playing a lot. But as the offense goes, you get a couple first downs to get this t- defense a breather. Man, it's going to be so much better. And it's going to make this defense just more and more and more aggressive because they're just going to pin their ears back and they don't care what's in front of them. And they showed it to you there. They weren't, yes, okay, we have one breakaway touchdown. Did they care about that? No. The one thing they wanted to take away, Kenny Pickett. And they did. And there was no, Kenny Pickett wasn't leading them back. None of that was happening. The secondary is just unreal playing man-to-man. Denzel Ward with a couple of hits that he did. Like, it. this defense is just playing downhill. That's all they're doing is playing downhill and they're playing fast. And I love every minute of it. Yeah. You're not alone. It's like I said, I've been waiting my whole life on a defense like this, just fast and aggressive and and just excited. Do you watch them play? Do they're playing for each other? They celebrate for each other. You know what I mean? Like it's, it just snow, it's a snowball effect too. Cause when they, when they get going downhill, what are offenses going to do, man? You don't, you don't have answers. You're, they have an elite playmaker at every level. Some of them two or three, depending on what level we're talking about. And you said earlier that if you know the offense can give them a break and give them a breather, that's true. But Schwartz also gives them breathers, man. You'll they he rotates, so you'll like they were talking about Miles Garrett and had to show a picture of him on the sideline while the defense was out on the field because he, they're not running him into the ground. You know, yeah. And I think that like over the back half of the season, that's going to pay dividends because these guys aren't playing crazy snaps and they just have they force so many three and outs. You know, it's it, <laughs> like I said. I'm running out of superlatives, man. Like they've they they they've really dialed in. They gave up ten points, and it took a a one breakaway touchdown. And shout out to the Steelers for not knowing their personnel. How the hell are they just not giving the ball to Warren on every other play? Like, dude, that that's kid, what I would be doing. I watched that kid run. That kid is everything Pittsburgh Steelers. He reminded me of Bettis. He reminded me of Bell when Bell was there. Like and they're sitting there with Najee Harris, and I'm going, and I watch this kid run, Ooh. and he just, just head down and goes, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah. this is what Pittsburgh football is about, is that kid, and they're mm-hmm. not even playing him, like, I'm, and when they do, look what he does. I mean, he broke that touchdown run, but even like the runs that he did have, he was pushing yeah, everything. Like the crazy. screen on third and fourteen, and like it just, I would be getting the ball in his hands as much as possible. Uh, like I said, thank God for, I mean. We can talk about it later if you want or now, but they fired their offensive coordinator today. Oh, uh, we're talking about it yeah. now. Okay. I well, mean, what what kind of defense shows you that they fired their offensive coordinator right after the game? Now, there's been issues there with Matt Canada. Yeah. And yeah, as, yeah. as we always say here on our show, uh, if you've never watched South Park, blame Canada. 
And that's what we've been kind of doing. Bryce sent me the uh, gif earlier of that. So that's kind of where we're at with that one. But I I think he was in over his head. And also, I think what was going on with them not really having wide receiver weapons and then the offensive line. I mean, Miles Garrett was in their back pocket whenever he wanted to be. And there's no like even they came out and said, I can't remember what uh, offensive lineman said it. He said, there's no block of Miles Garrett. He said, no matter if you try. And which, you know, makes it really look good for us and not certain people like T.J. Watt, who, you know, I always say on this show, fuck T.J. Watt. But <clears throat> that's how we roll. <laughs> well, he's talented. He's just overrated. He has he has a good PR team. And, oh, yeah. and, and like, I'm listening to the Browns broadcast, but I can tell when they're talking about him. And they want, they just want to show, they, he's the first person they show to come back from break before they go to break. And they, you know, they're, he's, he's got a good PR team, man. Shout out to whoever's mm. keeping that dude in the media. Um, but he was getting handled by a rookie. Anytime a rookie lined up on him, I know that he was getting yeah, his lunch he, taken. Yes, he I just was. want to say one thing about the uh, Canada thing. It's about damn time a Steelers coach gets fired after a Browns game. I've seen so many Browns coaches get canned on the way home from Pittsburgh. There it wasn't even on the way home. They, they made him take the bus by himself. Like there's no one on the way home. That's, that's how we do it now. That's that's how you turn culture around. Now you're firing your coaches after you play us. Yeah. So. And and then they're crying about it. Like, oh, we got beat by a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, I could have beat him. Yeah. Okay, Big Ben. Roll your old ass out there. Let's see what Miles Garrett would do to you. Well, I always point this out, and I don't know if people. Did big the people always act like the Steelers are just our big brother? No, man. Roethlisberger owned us. He did. I can't change the past. He did. He no. was like 26, 3 and 1. If you take his record out, we're up in the all time series. So the Steelers don't own us. He did. He's gone. He ain't coming back. The ship's going to ride itself now. We're going to get back to business. Now, I, I do have to ask since we are a food show and we love talking about Cleveland Browns, what kind of dinner are we taking out our wonderful kicker? Dustin Hopkins too, because that man deserves any dinner that he wants in Cleveland and Las Vegas, wherever Dubai, I'll fly you to Dubai. I don't care. Hey, hey. Let's go. Like I, this guy, I mean, we all clamored like, Oh crap, we're getting rid of a fourth round draft pick in cage York. We're bringing in this guy. We don't know how this is going to work out. Probably one of the best accusations they've ever made. Dude, it's un- undeniable. I mean, He's leading the league in points. He has 93 total points. He has 26 made field goals. The NFL record for a single season is 44. That's not out of reach. Like no. that's, that's what we're, especially with this offense, the way it is, we're kind of trending towards that. That seems to be his future now. Uh, seven for seven from 50 plus yards, like, and kicking in terrible places to kick. Oh, yeah. Just being money. You know, like it's, were you nervous when he was lined up for that game winner? No, what I was nervous before the game winner. You want me to be honest? I'll oh, yeah, be honest yeah, with, yeah. Like before that game winner, I was going insane. First of all, I don't even know why they used a timeout when, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers was down being laying on the ground injured, but the Browns used a timeout. Then they came out with a running play and then tried to rush yeah. with 20 seconds left to spike the ball. I was just sitting there. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't run the ball. Like do it like a pass out or something like you don't want people laying on top of each other then trying yeah. to get them off and spike the ball what the hell's going on now luckily they did hurry up and get down and spike yeah. it with four seconds left but i was like uh, i went nuts on that one because i was expecting like a quick pass out to the sidelines 
for you know a little wide receiver screen for a couple yards here and there, or just try to take one quick shot to the end zone and just throw it. Yeah. Either the receiver's going to catch it or that's it, and then just let the kicker kick. But it was like I, I still don't know why they called the timeout. Do you know why they called yeah, that no, timeout? No, their timeout usage was was wonky right there. Uh, the running play, in my opinion, is just to get to that left hash, just to ensure that you're at that left hash where Hopkins wants the ball. And shout out to DTR, man. Operationally, he was pretty sound all day and was able to get them to the line and get a spike. No one was, you know, correct formation. Because uh, those, those are high-pressure moments. That's a high-leverage situation right there. You know, there's only five seconds when they finally got that spike. And like you said, all it takes is a stealer laying on him for an extra second or two, and things become frantic, and maybe you have a guy – it doesn't get in position and, you know, like, but operationally it was sound. They lined up, split the uprights. You know, it's, I just don't know what, where I would have been mentally if that had been Cage York lining up to kick that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oof. Oof. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That would like, have been think, rough. Yeah. That would have been, that yeah. would have been, that would have been shots holding in the air going, come on, you can do it. You do this. Everything crossed. Just, yeah. you know, come on, come on. Toes, feet. Yeah, yeah. what you got? Just, <laughs> you know, I'll take I get a witch doctor if I can get one. Uh, but I felt pretty confident he was going to make that. So that was a good feeling. And even like even the week before, I, I joked around with Brian when we missed the uh extra point to go down one. Yeah. And I sat there and I just I I it just got me off guard for a second because I was like, Of course, this is how the Browns are gonna lose. Because that's how we always used to think. Like that's how we're yeah. gonna lose. Is we're that gonna always came that back point. to bite you. You and that's like always lost that. And it wasn't like a little bit. We always did. Yeah. And now it's on our side. We're getting yeah. the calls. Now we're getting the field goal chances at the end of the game. We're doing all this and it's coming on our side now. And you know, something feels pretty damn great to be a Browns. Fan it does. Right now. feels good on this side. Doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. Seven yeah, to three feels good. Why not? to see people are like, Oh, you got all those calls. It's like, <laughs> brother, they would have to give me 700 more straight calls before we're even with the league. Exactly. Like, you don't hey, give me that. They gave they're us still not. Hey, they're still not straight with me about Bottlegate. So Hell don't get no. me started on that. Quincy Morgan that game, caught that. What are we doing? That game was one. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, dude. We bring a play after he. It's not reviewable I, at that point. That's I, not even reviewable. I, buddy, I know. Uh, but see? it just see, we just get yeah, they owe us, bro. They they owe us. They definitely owe us. All right, let's um. Look ahead to the Broncos because you got about mm-hmm. 10 minutes left with me before you got to start peeling out. All right. Um, Broncos mm-hmm. are coming up. Russell Wilson, like yep. you said, they're having a little resurgence right now. I don't know what the yeah. hell is going on, but I do know that the one person I am really excited about watching, Cortland Sutton, has come on yeah. to be a yeah. very star wide receiver. They do have a great running back, and Russell Wilson is kind of still doing Russ things. Like he's scrambling, he's throwing the ball when he has to, mm-hmm. um, and everybody can give him crap about still being not great, but he's quietly moving up to where he's starting to get back into form. And I think Buddy has like 19 touchdowns, four interceptions, 2,000 yards, 225 rushing. Like, yeah, don't look now, but Russell Wilson's playing some pretty efficient football. You know, he might not be putting on gaudy numbers, (laughs) but he has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL. That's efficient. What are the uh, three things you're looking at for this Broncos game, Casey? Well, for me, it comes down to one thing, man. We got you, the Browns have to be able to run the football. You got to be able to run the football because you got to give DTR a third and manageable. You want, you know, third and two, third and threes, stuff that's easy to convert and keep the chains moving and get long drives because that's how the kids are going to develop. You know, if you, you just can't keep shooting yourself in the foot, end up a third and eight, and then all of a sudden you're off the field, kid can't get better doing that. 
The Broncos are dead last in the NFL, giving up 160 yards rushing per game. They are dead last in the NFL, giving up 400 total yards rushing per game. Run the football. Like For me, that's establish the run. It sounds boring. It's going to be boring for the next few weeks. It is what it is, man. you got a rookie quarterback. Help him out. Run the rock. Be efficient. Move the chains. And, and give him some opportunities in the red zone. Because while the Denver defense is weak against the run, and weak totally as far as total yards, they're decent in the red zone. They're like 15th in the red zone. They they can bog you down and make you kick. Well, we got a kicker. Not worried about that. But they're second in turnovers. That could be a problem. So that's what you got to stay out of. You got to keep I don't have like high hopes of like no turnovers. Like that sounds great. You're probably he's probably gonna have one. He's a rookie. He's yeah. probably gonna have one per game. You just got to hope that that one doesn't cost you, doesn't come in deep in your end, setting up, setting them up with an easy, you know, short field. So it's got to be strategic. Um, offensively, the one thing I do need to see is because we and we didn't really touch about the second half, but in the second half you were gotten quicksand on offense, yeah. and all of a sudden, if you watched the all twenty-two, he passed up a couple options and was checking everything down. And I get it, he's trying to be safe with the football, but he has to attack vertically, and you see what he did on that last drive. Exactly, he, put, he was attacking vertically, and that that I just got to hope that that built confidence, and he can move that into the next game. That he can pull that kind of stuff off. Because there was a couple times you could even see him look at something that was technically there, but he didn't trust himself or the timing of it, so he would check it down. Which you, that you can live doing that, but yeah. I need you to be. If you, this team's going to need him to make those throws. Yeah, not all the time, but you can't check it down all the time because what happened with Pittsburgh is they saw it was coming mm-hmm. and they threatened by somebody going a little bit deep on them and they yeah. just they were sitting right around the you know 10 yard line or you know pretty much a first down gain line and just pinning their ears back and coming downhill at you because they were like Derek go ahead and throw it deep see what happens and he wasn't They're like but you still need to take one of those shots and I thought yeah Stefanski could have done that a couple of times like you had to you know in their territory right at the 50 yard line you know like they always used to do with urban you're at the 50 yard line first down and 10 take a shot yeah. see what happens and you know the, yeah and just see what happens and if it doesn't go you still got second down to kind of get closer to third down yeah and there were several times he passed that up if you look at the all 22 there were some options that he had for those 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 moments and i believe that was the call uh from his first read the way he would look trust yourself you know what i mean and i get it man the last thing he wants to do is cost the team but every yeah. now and again man you have the weapons Give him, give him an opportunity, you know, give Cedric Tillman an opportunity downfield, give Njoku an opportunity down the seam, throw it to Amari Cooper anytime you feel like it. I, I'm cool with that. If, I'm not going to be mad at you for that, you know? And so we need to see him do that more. Um, defensively, play your game, dude, play your game. I was uh, talking today on cleveland.com and we started talking about Cortland Sutton and, and it, I just had flashbacks of that game in 2019 where he mossed Denzel Ward. Uh, he had one of the Allen boys. I remember which Allen was throwing him the ball that day. Um, I just think the Browns can match up. I think Emerson can match up on Sutton. I think Ward can match up on Judy. I just I trust this defense to be able to do that. Hold serve. Go after him, man. Go after Russell. You have the you have the horses to run the race. Take it to him. Be aggressive, man. Like I know that they have better weapons. He just better trigger man in general with Russell Wilson than what oh, you yeah. faced last week and Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah. You can take it to him, man. This should be another game where they struggle to move the ball, in my opinion. And hopefully that's true. I'm, I'm with you on that one. 
I'm definitely with you on the defense. Uh, the one thing I want to see on offense is take what they're giving you. Um, if they're giving you screens, take them all day. If they're giving mm-hmm. you a joke you over the middle, take it all day. Uh, one fun fact that I saw that kind of shocked the shit out of me, David Njoku and Amari Cooper are tied with leading receptions for this football team. Both have 45 receptions for this football team. Um, so Njoku has come along and done really good um, catching those. And especially what really cracks me up, though, is like he looks so big and lanky as he's running. And I know he moves good, but like when he gets hit, it's like somebody just chopped down a tree. And he just like slowly just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> arms flailing everywhere, you know, just like, what the heck is that? But I mean, so far. And the other thing is, is hopefully we get Dewan back full time now yeah. instead of part time this past game. And that will definitely help out because, you know, the other thing I didn't hear a lot, our left tackle getting called. But the reason why Stefanski had one hell of a game plan and it was get the ball out, get it out quick. We were like the third quickest offense of getting the ball out this week and there's a reason why it's because dtr they wanted to get it out of his hands mm-hmm. in the playmakers and let him move um but i expect the one thing i do expect and i know he doesn't get the ball that much anymore expect a very big game from Kareem hunt i believe since he's played in denver before he's been out there with the kansas city playing mm-hmm. in that and he's used to it watch for him to have a big game there a mile high and see what happens um all right, you got about five minutes. You want to do a little uh, Fat Boy Tuesday before you go? Let's roll. Yeah, yeah. I got to get right. my trivia answer too. Oh, well, let's do the trivia real quick before you go. All right. All right, so the trivia is brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland. We had Cole on here earlier. Please go get City Dogs. Um, Justin picked 28-24 Browns, no Watson distraction. Nice. I am going to go a little smaller than that. I will go 23-17 Browns. What about you, Casey? Browns 21, Broncos 13. There it is. All right, so the trivia I gave to Casey earlier in the show is who leads this magical defense in tackles? Casey? Would that be number 22, Grant Delpit? 62 tackles that man has on the season so far. I want to shout out Grant Delpit. He has been everywhere, and he has been the player that I hope they drafted when they drafted him. He has been every bit of the player I saw in LSU. He is definitely going to be the back end of your Browns defense from here on out if the leaders to be are smart and sign this man. He is playing phenomenal right now. I was hopeful it was coming during the bye week. I wrote an article and everything, like, this is the time. Do it now because he's going to get expensive. Mm. It's just what a difference Jim Schwartz has made for that man. Just weaponizing Grant Delp and playing him in the positions that he needs They're to be just in. Him because, go. Yeah, he's amazing, dude. He's, They're just letting you let him, him go downhill and get him near the box, and he's he's he can cover he can cover tight ends right out of the slot. He can guard slot period. He can be the overhang linebacker. He can play strong safety. He can even rotate and play free when you need him to, which they may need him to now that Rodney McLeod's out. You may see him get a little yeah. more run back there. But just in general, man, he's a weapon. He's a guy that a quarterback, when he comes line of scrimmage, he's got to identify 22. And, and the, also, the other thing is, is you look at uh, Owusu was the second one. JOK was the mm-hmm. second. Yeah. That tackles too. But you look at those two, you're looking at – first, you're looking at first level with Garrett and that defensive line. Yeah. 
Second level, JOK and what the hell he's going to do with Anthony Walker, even though Anthony Walker's a little banged up. Then you look on the back end with the man coverage and then Delpit just playing wherever Delpit wants to play. I mean, Delpit is, to me, I was so excited when they drafted him because I know what he did at LSU, and I wanted him to become that player. But it was like he was handcuffed here because they wanted him to play a whole different game that he's not used to. And he needs to be that safety spy out there that can come down in the box, that can guard wide receivers, can get on tight ends, but also can blitz and then come down for the run game if he needs to. Yep. They're letting him loose, and I love it. Love it. X Factor. Definitely. Definitely. Well, let's quickly get into our wonderful part of the show. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Get Casey all primed up right before Thanksgiving after his 72-day fast. All right, Casey, we always like to play a little game of either or on this show, and I already started it out on Twitter. Yeah, uh, A little either or question, and we always do it, and we're going to do it Thanksgiving style this week. So first off, mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes? Yeah, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes I'm, all day? I'm mashed potatoes all day. All day. That, that's my jam, dude. And that's that's the base. That's the base level of my plate. That's what's going to border my plate and hold everything in place. Now, Mashed hold potatoes. on. When you make your Thanksgiving plate, everything touches, right? You're not one of those oh, yeah, yeah, that no, separates have, everything. No. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah, I call those serial killers no, that separate everything. No, I mean, like, I get it. You guys. I, if you have, if that's your thing, but luckily for me, it is not. It is not my it's thing. All right. Here's the next issue. one. All right. With the sweet taters. Now we call them yams here. Mm-hmm. Do you do marshmallows or no marshmallows? Oh, marshmallows! Really? I'm a glutton. I'm a glutton. Yes. Uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't get into the marshmallows. I can't. I have no <laughs> no qualms with the marshmallows on my sweet taters. That is, I just much do, appreciated. I, I do straight brown sugar, and I'm good to go. Yeah, no, just no, that's not bad. I just. I like make, you know, if I can make something a little, a little more unhealthy for myself, I'll probably do that. That's just who I am as a person. All right. White meat, dark meat. I, I like dark meat. That a boy. I like dark meat. I don't know. Yeah. I get it. It doesn't now, look as clean, but man, that's, that's where the flavor's at. Like, I, that's where I go. Now, here's the next one. Turkey leg or turkey wing? Wing. That I'm a boy. wing guy. I'm a wing guy. All right, here we go. You have your choices. There's going to be three of them. Deep fried, smoked, or original oven basted for your turkey. I mean, if I have those choices, you can Mm -hmm. tell me someone's going to deep fry me a turkey. I'm I'm taking a deep fried turkey, my man. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm taking a deep fried turkey. I've only had one smoked and it was excellent. I I don't have have problems if someone wants to go that route. But deep fried turkey, that's, that's sinful. That's so good. Uh, well, I had uh, my brother-in-law, the one year I came down, did the trifecta. He did a deep-fried turkey. He did a rotisserie turkey. And then he did just a regular, right in the smoker, just oven-smoked turkey. The rotisserie was the most amazing turkey I've ever had. Oh, my God. I had a rotisserie. I can't say I've had one. Oh, my God. And he had, like, a special. He was just he was painting it all morning just on that little spick. All right. And yeah, Jocelyn, my sister, she said that was such a good year, man. Sounds those like birds, those birds didn't last like long. It. All right. So here we go. Now, the other thing is a lot of people, what's your, what's your take on green bean casserole, bud? I don't, I don't get down and I love green no. beans. 
I love green beans. Um, is it because got, of the cream and mushroom? No, I love cream and mushroom. Look, man, this is this is just me. My plate is so devoid of color on Thanksgiving. I'm egg noodles, mashed potatoes, like deviled eggs, turkey. You know, I don't know. I, I there's not much, there's not much diversity on my plate. It's all starches and meat. That's 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 how I'm rolling on Thanksgiving. All right. All right, because we do succotash at our house. And if you don't, do you know what succotash is? No, sir, I do not. It is. I, I know corn. it was a phrase that Sylvester used to say. It is a, uh, it's corn and lima beans mixed. And my family puts a little bit of sugar in it. So it's like really sweet corn. So yeah. that's kind of what we do for Thanksgiving, which I'm excited for. Uh, home can green Tabasco. Yep, she does. My sister cans her own green beans at the house and she makes her own green bean casserole, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, if there's no mushroom, yes. If it has mushrooms, pass. Okay, I understand that one on that one. All right, last but not least, guys, I know you got to get out of here. Pumpkin pie, apple pie. Where you at? On Thanksgiving is pumpkin pie. On Thanksgiving, I'm going pumpkin pie. Okay. Um, but I love, dude, I, I'm a pie guy. I'll take pie over cake oh, every day. Here. I same love here. pie. Uh, if I could get that apple pie hot with some ice cream on it, some vanilla bean, that's... Mm-hmm. That's my move, uh, but I'll th- but I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick with tradition and I'll, I'll do a pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. And it's the only type of pumpkin anything that I ingest is pumpkin pie. All right. Well, here's Justin's just to send you off to get you all primed up for Thanksgiving. Take a look at that delicious cake. That, that does look good. That does look good. Oh uh, yeah, it does. On that. Oh good. yeah, it does. All right. Well, buddy, get out of here. Go to the Barking Browns. Catch him at Network 2 and 6, obviously after our show. Um, yeah. so as I'm done, we'll be there. Go to Network 2 and 6. Catch him on the Barking Browns with Jacob Roach and Nick Carnes. They do a great show there. Catch him there. Bud, thank you so much for coming to the bullpen. I appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, man. Anytime. Blast being here. All right. Look we'll forward to hearing you from you, brother. All right. I'll see you here in 20 minutes, probably. As soon there as we I go. Wrap this up. All right. See you, brother. Peace out. All right, that was Casey Kinnaman from Network 216 and everything that he does. Truly an amazing guy. I can't thank him enough. Uh, that is vegan cake with maple cheese frosting. Justin, you, what is up with the vegan stuff, buddy? Come on, I like eggs, but I'll try it still because I'm a monster like that. Um, my sister said both on the pies. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And with Thanksgiving, um, we love food here. I love food. I've always loved food. Um you know, my sister is putting on a spread. We got the turkey, got the mashed potatoes, got the gravy, got the egg noodles, you got the stuffing, you got a whole bunch of pies, you got a pumpkin roll, you got seven layer salad, uh, succotash, green bean casserole, yams. I mean, you got everything. And the great thing about Thanksgiving, like I said, is getting together with your family um, and see people that you haven't seen in a while. Like I said, I get to see my mom, my dad all at the same time. Um, been excited to see my nephews who shout out to gavin just turned 10 get the cousins together to play i'm excited to see my aunt um even though sometimes she likes to bark at me but that's okay i love her um can't wait to see chris um i can't wait to play cards with my family um it's a huge deal for me and that's why we always love thanksgiving on this show and do a thanksgiving show because thanksgiving makes the world go round um you can stop thinking about the hate, stop thinking about everything else that's going out in the world and just focus on time with your family. Um, 
throw on some NFL in the background and just kick back, relax, and just enjoy your day. Um, I know my dad will be taking a nap at about mm, 12.35 on Thanksgiving Day. Probably Chris will be too. I'll be doing dishes and getting yelled at for not drying dishes, but we'll get there at that point in time. Uh, but I want to bless everybody with a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Safe travels for all that. Uh, coming up is the game on Saturday. So please, if you're watching that game and you're a high State fan, whether you're a high State fan, Michigan fan, just enjoy the game. Enjoy the rivalry. Um, that's what it's there for. Uh, love, love, love watching Ohio State beat Michigan. But if it doesn't happen, don't let it ruin your day and don't be a dick. Like Some people are just assholes about it and just rub it in and take it the wrong way. Yeah, I'll joke around with my friends. But at the end of the day, it's just a game. It really is. And Justin, best parade of the year. Yes, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We'll be tuned into that in the morning and everything else. Uh, we normally don't do a big breakfast at our house. We kind of just grab and snack until lunchtime. Um, but I'm very excited. Uh, like I said, my sister made no big cookies for me, which I cannot wait to get into because that is my one crutch. I love those things. And I hope she she made enough again like she did last year because it was freaking amazing. Um, on that note, um, I want to thank Casey. I want to thank all you guys that watch. Uh, I want to thank Bri, uh, who can't be here tonight. I want to thank Justin. Everybody in the comments, thank you guys so much. Um, we will be back after the Browns kick the shit out of the Broncos, and we'll talk about that. Hopefully, Ohio State kicks the shit out of Michigan so that I could rub it in Bryce's face. Uh, Justin said, Jocelyn, send those cookies to some of those cookies to Kentucky. Um, we will get your address and we will freeze dry those and get some down to you, buddy. Um, and on that note, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Have a great time. Go to City Dogs Cleveland. Go to Lake Erie APA. Go check out Casey on Network 216 and all the boys at Network 216 are doing great stuff. We're definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Happy Turkey Day, everybody. <laughs>